بسم الله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم ألهمنا مراشد أمورنا وأعذنا من شرور أنفسنا The last time I was here we had discussed the beginning of the spara amma yatasaalun anil nabai alazim and today Allah tabarakallah has made it we have come towards the ending normally whenever we hear these surahs recited then what we understand we know is the last night of tarawih the imam is going to finish we're going to have dua and there's going to be a meal afterwards these are those final ayat of quran came to nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam in different manners Iqra was the first five ayat. That was the beginning. But Jibreel alayhi salatu wasalam on the command of Allah would explain now where the surahs must go. Where this verse must go. And according to that the sequence also was coming directly from Almighty Allah. So although the surah when you will see the numbers and you will see a number written example 18 قُلْ يَا إِيُّهَا الْكَافِرُونَ Meaning right in the beginning of Islam the surah was. It was a time when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam only had enemies around him, no support. It was a time when the enemies were so strong that they could come and say to him that your mission you can see it's not working. So instead of us and you always having these issues, let's do this. It was a time when they could talk like this. When can you talk that let's compromise they said, one year we will accept your Allah. And we will do whatever you want us to do one year. And next year you must do what we do. Let's do it like this. Only you can talk like that when at that moment Islam was so quiet. That the enemy now say, we fed up with you, let's compromise. Like beginning of Islam. But when the time came to place this, Although it was a surah right at the beginning, the place when it was going to come is ayat, surah number 109, right at the ending. Right at the ending to give a message to the world, that right at the ending again there will be the time when the enemy will say the same thing to the people of Iman and Islam, because we at that moment will be weak and the enemy will be strong. The surah just after that was to say, إِذَا جَاءَ نَصْرُ اللَّهِ وَالْفَتِّ That don't worry, immediately after that Allah's help is coming. But you just caught up in this, قُلْ يَا إِيُّهَا الْكَافِرُونَ For a few days. The surah before this, إِنَّا أَعْطَيْنَاكَ الْكَوْثَرِ Was to say, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, don't worry of anything. They mocking you in Nashani Abatar. The one mocking at you, we're going to cut him off. His name will not remain, his mission will not remain, his works will not remain. As for you, we have given you more than enough. Which surah? Surah 15, right at the beginning. Where it was placed, 108, right at the ending. Meaning at the ending, the world will see again a time where the Muslims will feel what's happening. And from every side, every angle, the Muslims will find themselves back in Makkah Mukarramah. Back in Makkah Mukarramah means back in the early days, 
which Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Inna deen bada'a khariba. When this faith started, it started, it was looked at like a stranger. وَسَيَعُودُ غَرِيبًا kama bada. He said, and surely one day, again how it started, it will be looked at as a stranger. When a Muslim will walk, forget in a non-Muslim land. When a Muslim will walk in a Muslim land, he'll feel more threatened in a Muslim land than he'll feel in a non-Muslim land. In a Muslim aeroplane, he'll feel harder to ask, can I perform salah than in a non-aeroplane, Muslim. When man will become a stranger in his own house also. You say, you really a stranger. The house of Islam was Makkah. Makkah Mukarramah because that was the faith of Ibrahim a.s. Islam was nothing but the explanation of the true madhab of Ibrahim a.s. To remove all the in-betweens. Arabs understood Ibrahim a.s. had one son, Ishaq a.s. But his land and his mission was in the lands of Al-Aqsa and surrounding lands. The Arabs never have much to do with him. Ibrahim a.s. had a second son, Ismail a.s. The Arabs had everything to do with Ismail a.s. In the progeny of Ismail a.s. comes one Nabi, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Who was going to grab him? The Arabs supposed to grab him. He came with their tongue. He came in the land of Ibrahim a.s. He came by the Kaaba, calling for the Rabb of the Kaaba. But in his own land, he was going to become a stranger. He said, a day will come when Islam again will be a stranger. Stranger way in its own house. Search in the Arab world today, which is the house of Islam. It went out of the house and went around the world. But look for it in the Arab world and you will see it's nothing but a stranger. It's rather a stranger which one stranger you see, you see a stranger and you say, where are you going to have lunch? Why don't you come to the house? And one is the stranger you don't want to see. Strange is called. That when you look at him, you say, what is doing here? What is up to? Why is he here? He said, Islam will be one day looked at that. When the Muslim will just walk, the people will look. But which people? The people of the house. When an Arab will look at a Muslim and say, he is a threat. Keep your eye on him. And then when a European will come, he'll say, how are you, madam? Can I get anything for you? When we landed in one airport, you just see everyone walking past. Everyone. But when a person with kurta comes, then the man at the desk just looked at the passport and he put it one side. He said, sir, can you just sit there? We're looking at that. I said, this is what is called, we are the strangers. Europeans walk through so nicely. So nicely. A friend was in front. He just looked at the passport. No, he looked at the clothing. You are a stranger. Whereas in the land of the Arab, you are a stranger. Go stand that side. Then the next one came. We already knew we were all going that side. One after the other. Then the person told us, relax, it always happens like this. In the land of the in your own house, he said, Islam will become one day a stranger. At that time it was going to come. When you reach that era, don't worry. Inna a'atayna kal Allah had said to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa but the person being spoken to in Quran was Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam number one and everyone under the Rasul of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So saying to me and saying to you that people are mocking you. 
inna shani akar don't worry the one mocking you you me you although it was said to rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam this ayat was not lifted up that now bas it was how we speaking to our nabi that word kar means you everyone who will read it means allah is saying to me they mocking you inna shani akahu al abtar damain mocking you i will cut him off meaning his story is not going to last as for you he said what you worried inna a'tainaka indeed i have given you allah is saying to me allah is saying to you when we read this verse you must go in like a wajd a feeling that my allah is saying to me indeed i have given you more than enough inna a'tainaka al-kawthar like the boy comes home and he says daddy they laughing at me in school if i say what they laughing at you you are a posh outside tomorrow when you'll sit in that posh you'll see their faces shocked he said my son i have given you more than enough the only thing is at the moment you can't drive You're not of that age where I can give you the key, but the car is already parked. For the people of Iman, Almighty Allah already said, Jannah is yours. More than Jannah in this world, also I have given you more than enough. For Salli li Rabbika wanhar. Don't worry of what they talking behind. You continue doing what you have to do. For Salli li Rabbika for your Allah. Devote yourself in Salah. One har when you ask to make sacrifice, one meaning of nahar is qurbani, but qurbani really meant a sacrifice that takes man closer to Allah. So one har means and be ready to sacrifice. The beginning days of Makkah Mukarrama were not days of dawat; it was not days of ease, and neither was the beginning days of Medina Munawwara. It was days of sacrifice and salah, sacrifice and salah. Fasalli li Rabbika for your Allah. Engage in salah and be ready to sacrifice. Inna shaniyaka. The man mocking you. Who will abtar? He is going to get cut off. Yours is going to remain forever and ever. So after that was said, then the boy says, "So how do I face my friends?" So the father says, "When you're going to school, you have to be brave." The next surah was to say to the people of Iman. Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said at the end of Islam there will be that nation that holding on to Islam will be like holding on to coal that burning coal when you just touch it when doing the brai your finger pulls away you'll see no one who says i got himmat and courage put it in my hand and i'll grab it he says a time will come where holding on to Islam kalqabid ala aljamr It will be like a man who's holding on to this burning coal. But when he said kalqabid it means there will be people in my ummah that when they will put it in their hand they will not open their hand. They will say I love this Islam so much even if my hand burns I'll let it burn but I'm not letting it go. Kalqabid ala aljamr. This world has seen and you will continue seeing there are people who are ready to go to jail. There are people who are ready to get tortured. There are people who are sitting in jail for years. And a time comes where they say do whatever you want to me to what to do with me, but I will never forsake my faith. Kalqabid ala aljamr. 
Me and you today, we're not holding on to burning coal. Our job was told, just hold on little. Don't let go. The surah was to say, Qul. During the days when they will mock you. During the days when they will say, let's come to a meeting. Let's make a compromise. I give in to you, you give in to me. Don't be too hard on your ways. Don't be too strict on your ways. Just come in little bit, half, half. And the whole world, especially in the Arab world, a loud voice is being made at the moment. That why must there be something called Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, No Yahudi, no Nasrani, no Christian and no Jew will ever hear regarding me. And still they will not be ready to accept belief in me. Except that he or she will be from the people of the fire. Meaning after my message will reach a Christian or Jew. No matter how pretty, no matter how beautiful, no matter how handsome, no matter how good akhlaq. If he is not ready to bake his pride and to say I believe in Jesus as the messenger of Allah. And Muhammad as the last messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said his way is towards the fire of Jahannam. Now the world is saying a new claim. That the Christian is so good, the Jew is so good. Let's forget this small sentence. Why you want to say he's from the people of Jahannam? No, no, say he's from the people of Jannah. He's also a good man. Does he not have good character? When the earthquake is taking place, is he not also bringing a couple of rands and cents? There will be times where the world will be told now, let's make a compromise. I'll give in to you, you give in to me. You don't be too hard on your ways and we won't be too hard on our ways. I won't show my anger to Islam. You don't mention these things regarding us. I hug you, you hug me. At that time the surah will speak loud. Qul. That it's going to be difficult days. But oh people of Iman, we have given you more than enough already. Inna a'tayna kal During the difficult days you will have to make a claim. Islam never ever like claim. Claim is called da'wah. Da'wah means a man says, I will fight for my cause. It was told, never make da'wah. Never make a claim. Make dua. Always say, Allah use me. But when it came here, when man finds himself in a difficult situation, at that time the command which was given in Surah Kahf is, وَقُلْ جَاءَ الْحَقِّ now loudly claim, loudly claim, فَمَنْ شَاءَ فَلْيُؤْمِنْ The truth has come from Allah. You want to believe, you believe. Otherwise you want to burn in the fire, burn. He said, now no compromise. Now don't be soft. When Muslims are weak at that time, the demand of making the claim is very important. Aisha radiallahu anha said, wonderful two surahs to be read in the Fajr. The two sunnas before the Fajr Salah. First rakat, Qul, Ya ayyuhal kafirun, La a'budu ma ta'budun. Second rakat, Qul huwa Allahu ahad. Meaning of the first surah, say, Ya ayyuhal kafirun, All those people who want to continue denying the existence or the power of Almighty Allah. La a'budu ma ta'budun. Don't have your hopes on me. I'm telling you from today, I will never ever worship what you are worshipping. 
But that man is told to say it where? He is told to read it in the Fajr Salah. Not as the Imam on the Musalla in the Sunnah. So he's telling who? First thing in the morning he's telling himself that I'm going in a world where Kufar will say to me, give up. And I am already saying, La A'budu, I will never worship what you're worshipping. Meaning I'm not giving up. I will hold on to this. I will hold on to it. Makkah Mukarramah had a period of 13 years of difficulty. And then there was the period of about 5 to 6 years in Medina Munawwara. The battle of the trench took place. After the battle of the trench, Rasulullah said, After today, we will just go higher and higher. They will not now make difficulty for us. Then after that, it was Islam on the rise. It just came. Then soon was the conquest of Makkah Mukarramah. Then was the conquest of the land of the Arabs. Then was the conquest in Iraq and Iran. The conquest of the lands of Sham. And Islam's rise, rise, rise was just going to carry. And it moved like that till the year about 930 Hijri. Thereafter Almighty Allah made changes happen in the world. And again Kufr was given what they call renaissance, a rebirth, power again. Start lifting up one more chance. Let's see what you can do. And the world of Kufr started gathering their armies, their strength. And then they came into the Muslim world about 200 years later. Then it became known as the Arab Renaissance. The rebirth in the Arab world, the rebirth of Kufr. At that time and until today that verse was Ul, say, Ya al kafirun, O people of Kufr. Maybe you got more money than us. Maybe you got more weapons than us. Maybe you got more power on the international levels than us. Maybe you got the ability of the media which don't, we don't have. You are Al-Kafir. But if ever you think with your ways, with your education, with your systems, that I will fall in your trap. La a'budu ma ta'budun. I will never worship what you are going to worship. It is a claim and it's a dua. It's a da'wah. To the person himself. Where the man goes out in the morning. And the wife says you love me. And he says I love you. He said you'll cheat on me. He said I'll never cheat on you. This is the dawah and the claim he makes in salah to almighty Allah. That wife whether he lies or he doesn't lie. What she's going to know. But Allah. When the man says. La a'budu ma ta'budun. I'm going into the world of kufr. But I will not worship what you are worshipping. وَلَا أَنْتُمْ عَابِدُونَ مَا أَعْبُدُ And O people of Kufr, you will never ever be able to worship what I am worshipping. So your talk of compromise, let's come halfway, halfway, there's no halfway in this. It is either you jump into Jannah or you burn in Jahannam. You will never manage to do what I do because the uncle of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said, I have no problem with the Islam of my nephew. He says, but the sajda that they're doing, where the head has to go lower than the behind. He said, how can they do a thing like that? On small, small issues, they will say this issue about a man steals and you must cut his hand. They say the issue about a man commits adultery, you must stone him to death. 
He says, I want Islam, but not this Islam. He said, you'll never be able to worship what I'm worshipping. Because my Islam had to do with Aslamtu, I surrender to the will of my Allah. As for your faith, it got to do, if it makes sense, I will accept it. Where it doesn't make sense, I will reject it. He said, you'll never manage to do what I am doing. In school, the teacher will say, we believe in all faiths. As long as it appeals to the rational. As long as the mind can believe in this thing, no problem. I meet a person in the aeroplane. The beginning of the meeting is not the best. Because he smiles at me and he breathes in me. Allah's kindness between me and him, there was one seat. There was one seat. He even told me in the aeroplane, I'll tell you one lesson in life. Whenever you book in the aeroplane, always choose the seats at the back. He says, because the back ones on the computer, they look reserved, but they never reserved. He said, I'm telling you, no one is coming to sit here. I said, Allah's father, no one comes to sit here. Because he's smelling of his daru. He's smelling of his beer. So obviously, if I'm sitting next to him and he's breathing in my face, this is not cigarette, this, this is beer. So he says to me, so you Muslim, you, you guys don't drink. I say, we don't drink. He says, it's going to be a hard flight for you. Because whole night I drank. I already knew that. So I tell him, no problem, you carry on looking outside the window and I'll enjoy my flight. So then we talked for a little while and then I let him go off. He was already half drunk. So one sentence that he mentioned was, that I am a very staunch Hindu. Very staunch Hindu. And then he said, but I believe, I forgot the wording now what he said, but what it means is everything happens just by chance. What we will call a theory of the bang. But he gave a nice word. That everything goes according to its demand. That's how it goes. So I'm wondering, Hindu doesn't have that belief. But when he said, I'm a staunch Hindu, but I'm an atheist. So staunch Hindu means when Diwali comes, I'll burst crackers. But do I believe in it? I don't believe in it. Staunch Hindu, but I believe in things happen on the demand. So I said, so what happens now? The Hindu is supposed to believe that once man dies, if he was a good man, then reincarnation will take place and he'll get even better. But he's not going to believe that now. And it doesn't even make sense. But to say I'm a staunch Hindu and then to say and I don't believe, it's like you're saying I'm a staunch Muslim but I don't believe in Qabr and Akhirah. He said that only thing you got in Islam is Eid. Like. So he only got Diwali. So one question I asked him before he went out, he said that, I said that what happens if when I die and you die and it is as though you believe? then I got no problem and you got no problem because it's one life. I'm enjoying life, you enjoying life. I'm flying in the aeroplane, you flying. The only thing is you drinking your beer, I'm drinking my cold drink. Hardly any difference. I said, but what happens if when we die, we realize it's not what you think and some other life starts? So he had no answer. The atheist got no answer. So when you have no answer, the answer he gave shocked me. He said, I'll take that chance. 
I said, I'll take that chance. That let, I'm ready like, if I have to die and I'm wrong, I'll take that chance. And I just smiled and I, while smiling I said, Allah, I thank you for Islam. Well, you take that chance, like, even if you know around the corner, maybe someone is going to hijack. Maybe. Which man said, I'll take the chance? Because I need to go to my sister's house. No one will say, I'll take the chance. That man who knows that he's a liar, he says, I'll take the chance. Like, said, Allah, I thank you. <clears throat> to be able to submit to that command. The person says, I like Islam, Lord. You say, why you don't want to accept Islam? He says, it's just those few things that trouble me. He says, that's not Islam. Islam starts when aslamtu, even if science says it's wrong. The believer will say to science, you are wrong. He says, as long as you talk what my Quran is saying, oh science, you're on the right track. As soon as you say something what my Quran is not saying, oh scientist, you've gone off track. That is a believer. He says, you will never be able to do what I'm doing. So where's the compromise? Wala antum. You're not going to manage. Because as long as you're not ready to read La ilaha illallah, you will never be able to submit everything. Something will always trouble you. Something you will say, but this can't happen. Mi'raj takes place. The people ask, do you believe in it? One person puts his hand on his head and he says in a single night to go from here to Aqsa. And Abu Bakr radiallahu anh comes and he says every day my friend speaks to me of the issues of the heavens being brought down by Jibreel. Today he says to me he's being taken up by Jibreel. When I believe he's being brought down, how is it hard for me to say he's being taken up? He says, this is Abu Bakr as-Siddiq. This is Iman. That even if it doesn't make sense, he says, I believe in an Allah that does things beyond sense. But he says, oh, disbeliever, you will not manage that. Because you cannot submit. وَلَا أَنَا عَابِدٌ مَّا And now it's going to be a repetition. We're telling ourselves in the two rakats before the Fajr Salah. I already said, La a'abudu. I will never worship what you're worshipping. And again I will say, Wala ana abidum ma abadtum. In the Arabic language now, it's a very difficult thing to explain to a man who doesn't know the language. But let's just try the translation like that. I started the surah which said, I will never worship what you're worshipping. And now when I said, Wala ana abid. It means I can't do it. One is where the person says, I'll never do it. And now when he used that word, Abidun, we call it in Arabic, Isme Fail. He said, it's not my nature, I can't. The boy said, I'll never marry her. The mother said, please, you don't know her mother is my best friend. How am I going to phone and tell her that, you know what, my son don't like your daughter? Then the boy says, mommy, I can't. First sentence was, I won't. The second one is, I can't. In the surah, the first he says, I, can, I will not do what you want. Second time he says, I can't do what you want. Meaning my nature will never accept you want me to walk in kufr. But again, who are we saying it to? We are saying it to ourselves in that sunnah to say, I'm going out in the world of kufr. 
I have made my promise to Allah. I won't do it. I can't do it. It's not me. And oh disbeliever, wala antum abiduna ma abud. I had already told you, you won't worship. I'm telling you now, you can't do it also. It's not your nature. As long as you're not ready to say, La ilaha illallah, that barrier which is over the head will never be removed. When Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came, he would go house to house saying, Qul, say, La ilaha illallah. One kalima he said, I'm asking from you. And the Arabs will fall at your feet and the non-Arabs. They said only one sentence. They said only one sentence. They said for us to become leaders of Arab and non-Arab, only one sentence. They said only one sentence. They said we are ready to say ten sentences. Such magic. He said only one sentence. They said what's that one sentence? He said say la ilaha illallah. They said we'll never say that. We'll never say that. He said, show us the moon splitting. He said, I'll split the moon, but you'll still not believe. The moon splits. They said, our eyes, he made sihar on our eyes. They said, but sihar magic can't go far. So let us wait for the caravan. A caravan will come. We'll ask them, anyone was looking at the moon? The caravan comes. They say, you saw the moon the other night. He said, amazing, we saw a moon. And one part of the moon went this way, one part went... He said, you all saw it. Allah Tabarakullah says, where they were going to say, we were wrong. He spoke the truth. He said, Sihrum Mustamir. You know, this magic he made actually spread so far, it went away to the caravan also. They just said, magic can't go so far. Sihrum Mustamir. When a man does not want to believe... He is told, you will not manage, you won't do it, you can't do it. Because the kalima is not by you. That man who reads, La ilaha illallah. Before that he was saying, but how will I leave my bottle? I love to drink. He told my friend, read, La ilaha illallah. When you are ready to take the first step, you will see after that the entire body will submit. But you can't ask hundred questions before submitting. Me and you also in that Fajr Salah, we are telling ourselves, I will never worship what you want. I can't. And you will never do, you can't do it. Lakum deenukum One translation is, for you is your fate. For you is your path. And I got my own path. Meaning I'll walk my road, you will have to walk your road. As walking on that road, sometimes my best friend, he could be my best friend in the business. But now his mother died, his father died. He says to me, you know, when your father died, I came to you. I came to hug you. You know, I was standing outside the graveyard also. So today, you know, we're having this thing in our place. Well, you come also. I did for you. I'm sure you can come for me. He says, you know, when your daughter was getting married, I was there. Now today my daughter is getting married. You say, where she's getting married? You say, get married in the church. He said, I want you to be her best man. He says, lakum deenukum. My friend, I already got a path. And you got a path. How much I can accommodate for you, I can. But my deen walking is completely different. You will never be able to do what I have. I will never be able to do what you have. 
If you can accept that they will work together. If you are asking me, let's compromise, then it is said, you got your way, I got my way. Lakum deenukum waliyadeen. For you is your reckoning. For me is my reckoning. You will have to give answers to Allah on your problems. If I am going to make your problems my problems, I'll have to give double answer. The surah was brought to show we're going to find the time where ikhtilat mixing with the people of non-Islam will take place in a manner that they will be stronger and louder than us. At that time, every day it was said, once a day manamam, قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا Make your statement in that Fajr Salah to say as I go out. Sahabi radiallahu anh is on journey. He says, I am wealthy. But whenever I'm going on journey, during the journey my provision starts getting less, less, less. And when the time I come back from the journey business, how much I'm going outward, I'm not coming back with much profit. It means the business started well. But at the end of the month, again I'm seeing, hey, there's a shortfall. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, let's do this. Whenever you are going on your journey, I want you to read few surahs. He said, you will read, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Qul ya ayyuhal kafirun. Because remember when going in the journey, where he was going now? From Medina, the city of Islam, he has to now go out of Islam. Because there's no Islam anywhere in the world at that time. He's going to be going to Syria, he's going to be going to Iraq. He might be going to Makkah, Mukarramah. But at that time, everywhere is kufr. He says, when you are walking into the world of kufr for business, me and you today, we're not going on a journey. Our journey is from the house to the shop. But when we're going to the shop, we're not going to Darul Islam. We are walking into Darul Kufr. There the interest is the order of the day. Nudity is the order of the day. Selling things which are not allowed is the order of the day. You are walking into kufr. So he said, first surah I want you to read. Read, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Qul ya iyyuhal kafirun. Who are you saying it to? Again you saying, although the surah means, Oh people of disbelief, I can't do what you want. But you saying it to yourself, that I'm coming into your market. A day will come when the market will be the market of Islam. In the market of Islam, oppression is not allowed. In the market of Islam, interest is not allowed. Bribery is not allowed. Theft is not allowed. No one cheats in the market of Islam. High, high punishments. The power of Allah's, the nature of Allah's Qudrat is in the market. In the market of Islam, Nabi said, when the era of Isa comes, money will be brought to a woman, a man. They look at the money. And they will say, leave the money one side. I want to make sajda for my Allah. When the market of Islam is there, that love of wealth gets less. The love of akhirat gets more. A man got a lot of wealth. It's sitting one side. No one is stealing. In the market of Islam, no one steals. In the market of kufr, the brother steals from the brother also. You say, who are you putting in your business? You say, I can't trust no one. I can't even trust my son. My son is stealing from me. Market of kufr. In that market a man thinks the only way I'll survive is I must also be a thief. I must also walk their road. I must also do what they're doing. First thing he says to himself, Kul ya kafirun. 
Oh people of Kufar, I can't do what you're doing. I got my road, I am walking. My road is At-Tajirus Sadiqul Amin. Allah's Nabi said, A truthful, trustworthy trader. Ma'an Nabiyin was Siddiqeen. He will be with the Anbiya Alayhimussalam. He said, That's my road. Maybe I'll earn less, but I want to go high. Say, first surah, Qul ya al kafirun, going for your business. He says, second surah, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Ida jaa nasrullahi wal Third surah, third surah is normally tabbat yada, but Nabi Sallallahu left that surah and jumps to the next. Third surah, Qul huwa Allahu ahad. Fourth surah, Qul a'udhu bi rabbil falak. Fifth surah, Qul a'udhu bi rabbil nas. So we got Bismillah five times. And we got five surahs. We starting with Qul ya ayyuhal kafirun. Ida jaa, Qul huwa Allahu ahad. Qul a'udhu bi rabbil falak. Qul a'udhu bi rabbil nas. Five surahs with five Bismillahs. At the end of the last surah, one more time, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. So it is called six Bismillahs and five surahs. He says, will you do this when you're going on your business? He says, I will do it. He says, from the time Allah's Nabi said this to me, I have found whenever I went out in the market, I always came back the most wealthiest. But what it was, it was a promise to Allah that I got a road to walk, I will walk my road. I will walk it. We got a few days. Six verses in this. Six verses that just hold on to. Hold on to the six during the era of difficulty. Six. And thereafter the time will come. When the help of Almighty Allah will come. When the help of Almighty Allah will come. وَرَأَيْتَ النَّاسِ يَدْخُلُونَ فِي دِينِ اللَّهِ أَفْوَاجًا And you will see the people entering into Islam in droves and droves. Again the surah, this was the end surah, 114. The surah was after قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا الْكَافِرُونَ It was put after, surah was unique. It was put after قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا الْكَافِرُونَ People will have to see it again the beginning. But when you see the beginning, same promise. So you people will have to see it again the beginning. But when you see the beginning, same promise we gave to our Nabi. That just hold on to because soon when you will see the people of Islam entering, when you will see the people of the world entering into Islam in droves and droves, then now it's time for the end. Now it's time for the end. And this world will now start wrapping up. And me and you, if we have to say, قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا الْكَافِرُونَ And we are saying it, then may Allah make it that soon we will see, إِذَا جَاءَ When the help of Allah will come. And the people will start entering again into Islam, droves and droves. The first stage or the first period of Islamic history was called a 1,000 year. From the beginning, in between there was a little difficulty when it reached about 970 1,000 years, 970 is 1,000. 1,000 years of the first 1,000 years Islamic history. Islam started weak. Where it started, it was like a bud. Like a bud. That there was a fear that any animal will just come and knock it off. One person, one cry in Makkah Mukarramah. 
a man from a nearby town comes. He says, I want to read Kalima. He reads. He says, I want to proclaim Kalima. Nabi Islam says, do you not see who's around me? He says, I look around. He says, I see a slave. I see a woman. There's no one around. He says, have you not seen my people are hiding? Are you going to go and make a claim now and you also will get a hiding? They are all hiding away quietly. He says, rather you go back to your home, your nation. He says, but when you will hear about me conquering, then you come back to me. When you will hear about me. It started weak. One thousand years later, Islam showed the world what is that small bud. And the whole world was hearing the sound of Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. What was known as the last Khilafat Ottoman Empire. In the year 970, it was the mightiest empire the world was going to ever see. Mightiest. Christian world had never seen an empire like that. The Persian world had never seen an empire. That Sultan was known as Suleiman the Great. So strong they were. So strong they were. That even if people were not ready to accept Islam, but the non-Muslims will just carry on sending hadaya, carry on sending hadaya gifts, that as long as your eyes don't fall on my land, I'm making peace, I'm making peace. I'll pay the jizya, don't come towards my lands. 970 to show the tarikh of Islam ends with Ida Jaa Nasrullah. Then there was going to be stage two. Stage two was not going to be as lengthy as stage one. If that was 1,000 years, in one narration, Nabi spoke about half a day. In the Arabic language, one day means a thousand years. He spoke about half a day, which will mean 500 years. The next chapter was going to be 500 years. In 500 years again, it would have to be seen from the beginning how Islam will rise. The Khilafat was going to fall in this 500 years. Islam was going to be like uprooted in the entire world in this 500 years. It was going to become a stranger in its own land in this 500 years. Muslims were going to be mocked, tortured, ridiculed. People will start thinking, why am I a Muslim in this 500 years? During that time it was said, all you have to do is, remember we have given you more than enough. So don't feel bad at all. Jannah is already there in this world. Peace of mind is a hidden thing. But if you ask a non-Muslim, when you sleep at night, how's the sleep? When you ask the woman of the house, how can she sleep? She sees a drunkard husband coming and bashing her and butchering her at night. She can't sleep. When you ask the man, how are you sleeping? How can he sleep? Yesterday his friend got cancer. She says, he got cancer? What about me? He's going to the doctor quickly. The doctor says, no, everything looks right, but. But what's but? That man who doesn't want to die, how can he ever live happily? Peace of mind is for the people of Iman. When sickness comes, a man of Iman smiles, they can't smile. When difficulties come, a man of Islam smiles, they can't smile. I've given you more than enough. In your eating, you can get Jannah. In their eating, they can only go toilets. In your drinking, you will just say, I thank you Allah for this water. You say, all your sins are maaf. In their drinking, they can only burp. They will also drive cars, we will also drive. They will drive to their business during the day, back to home. On the way, they might stop at the gambling den. In the business, they get nothing. Whatever they save, if they save something, they waste it in the gambling den. They win one day the lottery, the next day they in debt in millions. As for the people of Iman, he buys the same car. 
he pays the same money. Every time he makes a journey to the masjid, it is said, this car was written for my ibadah. Every movement of the tire, every petrol amount in the petrol, every smoke coming out from the exhaust, oh my angel, are you recording it? He say he's going to his business. Is he like the other man? No way. That man is just feeding his family. This man is feeding his family for me. Almighty Allah says he's feeding his family for me. Record it. Six hours he's in the business. That man is six hours in the business. Because of Islam and Iman. One man will come out six hours every day from the business. And Allah will say six hours in my worship. And another man will give the six hours. His legs will pain. Which is so beautiful. Allah, Almighty Allah says. فَإِنَّهُمْ يَعْلَمُونَ كَمَا تَعْلَمُونَ Remember they also suffer like how you suffer. وَتَرْجُونَ مِنَ اللَّهِ مَا لَا يَرْجُونَ But you can have a hope in Allah which they can't have. So I've given you more than enough. All you have to do now is قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا الْكَافِرُونَ Remain firm and just wait for إِذَا جَاءَ When the help of Almighty Allah will come, then it will be the end. Until that time, فَسَبِّحْ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّكَ وَاسْتَغْفِرْ So until then, continue. Where Almighty Allah said, وَلَقَدْ نَعْلَمُ أَنَّكَ يَضِيقُ صَدْرُكَ بِمَا يَقُولُونَ Nabi Wasallam was feeling it during the days of Makkah Mukarramah. Almighty Allah says, we know that sometimes your heart feels the pain because of all the talks around you. He said, what you worried about? فَسَبِّحْ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّكَ you just continue singing the praises of Almighty Allah. This verse was going to say the same thing. You become blind and deaf to what's happening around you at the moment. You in your Fajr Salah, you said, I'll hold on to my Islam. I will never do what you want me to do. They are going to mock at it, but don't worry, it's going to end with everyone entering into Islam. Everyone. This deen will enter into every home, whether they want it to enter or the door is pushed front and Islam will enter. Either by disgracing the one who wants to be disgraced. He said, I'll never allow this deen to be in my family. And then his wife says, what you talking? Your son already accepted Islam. Say, what? The son says, oh my father, you either accept my religion or you go out of the house. He says, I'll disgrace him if he wants to be disgraced. And the one who wants to be honored, Islam will enter the house with honor. Every house is going to go to. He said, that you don't worry about. Until that day, فَسَبِّحْ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّكَ وَاسْتَغْفِرُ You engage in the dhikr of Almighty Allah. Sometimes, Subhanallah. Sometimes, Alhamdulillah. Istighfar. Sometimes, Astaghfirullah. La ilaha illallah. And the next surah, Tabbat yada abi lahabiu wa tab. Translation of the surah quickly and then the explanation. The hands of Abu Lahab, uncle of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, who says, I am the one who looks after, I am the one. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam invites the Quraysh to give them an open da'wah. He screams for them, different families, come, come. He said, what is he calling for? He says, he's calling for a message, come, come. Some send their workers to go, some go themselves. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa then gives them a da'wah. He said, if I had to tell you the army was on the other side of the mountain, would you believe me? Ready to attack you, he says, wherever in life you spoke a lie. 
He says, forget that army. I am telling you the punishment of Allah is on top of your heads. I am an open warner. Abu Lahab says, you called us for this. You're wasting my time. And then he starts laughing. He says, you got nothing else to do in life. Come. And everyone starts walking away. At that time he says, Tabbat, Yadak. He says, oh my nephew, may your hands be destroyed. Meaning you're spoiling my business. You call me out of my business, may your hands be destroyed. Nabi Islam would not answer, Allah would answer on his behalf. He says, Rather, Tabbat, Yada, Abi Lahab. Will the hands of the Nabi be destroyed? No way. The hand of Abu Lahab is going to be destroyed. Meaning, Abu Lahab, you going towards your destruction. His wealth will never benefit him, neither whatever he earned. Don't worry of his big talks, he's going straight into the fire. Abu Lahab was known as Lahab. Lahab means cheeks that were shining. He was very handsome. Shiny, shiny cheeks. He said, you worried about his shiny, shiny cheeks. He's going into the shiny, shiny fire of Jahannam. Shiny, shiny. He is going, And his pretty wife, she was known as Ummu Jamil, the mother of beauty. The mother of beauty. She was extremely, he was so handsome, she was extremely beautiful. He said, you think beauty matters? Hamma latal hatab. She carried her logs and she pulled the thorns out of those logs and she would place it in the place where Muhammad ﷺ would walk. She carried thorns here. Allah says, Fijiha in the neck of that woman, Hablum Mim Masad, when she will see the rope connected to the punishment of Jahannam. Translation, explanation. Explanation When Kufar will show its ugly head There will be two people There will be an Abu Lahab in every era And the wife of Abu Lahab There will be the beautiful and the handsome The handsome Abu Lahab Who will show people how to dress How to behave He will not be sitting in Makkah Mukarramah He will be in the whole world You will see him walking a walk And the whole world will look you will see him coming out of the limousines. You will see him putting on his nice suit and tie. You will see him with the best perfumes and the best makeup. You will see him the best actor, the best musician. He will be Abu Lahab. He will be Abu Lahab. And if someone has to say, Oh Abu Lahab, meaning man who is so shining, best of your career, you got time for Islam, then Abu Lahab will say, Get lost, you and your Islam. I'm living it up in my world. Say, Tabbat Yada. Remember Abu Lahab, your time is also coming. All your smart, smart cheeks is going straight into the shiny, shiny fire. Who has again been told the people of Iman? When you will see Abu Lahab and the wife of Abu Lahab. The wife of Abu Lahab will be the woman of beauty. Ummu Jamil's. The mother of beauty will be the pretty actresses. They, how they will doll their faces. How they will look. Recently Muslim airline. Muslim airline. It came out in the news that they are looking for air hostesses. They always have. You ever thought about it? 
Whenever you went in the aeroplane and you saw a man who's coming to serve you your water, the pilot, they don't trust the aeroplane with the woman lucky. I don't know when they'll trust, trust it. Then again you'll read another kalima. When she say, I am your pilot, you say, oh, another one. Because women sometimes they're driving, driving, then they decide, hey, did I put on my makeup today? As she's looking there, she forgot I'm driving. And it's why Almighty Allah says, when a woman has to give witness, make sure there's two women. Because sometimes one forgets, then the other can remind her. So you put a woman behind the wheel, make sure another one is sitting. So when she's driving, say, hey, hey you drive. Oh yeah, I forgot. Let one go. The day they give that aeroplane to the auntie. But already in the Arab world, they made an announcement. There can be no place that a man has except that a woman must be next to him. No place. So the air hostess. Now they are interviewing the air hostesses. Normally how you have an interview? You will ask like how you talk, how you will meet the customer. It had nothing to do with that. Nothing to do. In a hotel in an Arab works, hotel, Arab land, hotel, each one is being brought. They want to see the color of the hair. They want to see on the body, is there any scratches, is there any marks. Even that part of the body that's covered, they want to see there. That your body must be unique, then you can be on this aeroplane. What it had to do with the body being unique? It had to do with Ummu Jamil. That we only want Mrs. Prati to be everywhere in the market. No man must walk except he must see the doll. And then the cameras, and then the face, and the makeup, and the man who fell prey to the television. To internet, Allah save us all. When you see that woman, you think that really this is how she looks. She doesn't look like that. She was made to look like that. She was made. And the man starts thinking, you are the mother of beauty. Then Tabbat Yada will say, وَمْرَأَتُهُ And don't forget the wife of Abu Lahab. She was the mother of Jamal. Ummu Jamil, mother of beauty. But what happened to her? The world at the moment, women are saying we want our freedom. That is what is known as the statue of liberty. Lady liberty. That oh woman of the world, you are free to do what you want. In the past when you had a slave, you would put a rope, a chain around the neck of the slave. And the slave would be pulled to the command of his master. This ayat was to say, she thinks she's so free. The beautiful woman of the world thinks they're so free. They think they can do what they want. Don't they know? If they don't want to put the rope of Islam today around the neck, they will have to have the rope of Jahannam tomorrow around the neck. The rope of Islam comes with izzat. It pulls a woman to the obedience of Almighty Allah. The rope of Jahannam takes a person into the fire of Jahannam. What a beautiful surah, Tabbat Yada. That if you're in love with Abu Lahab or the wife of Abu Lahab, remember they're walking towards Jahannam. If you want to say, when it's going to happen, I want to see power, he said, Ida jaa nasrullah. What you worried about? When the help of Allah comes, you will see the world running into Islam. As for now, when things are difficult, say, what you worried about? Inna a'tayna, we gave you more than enough. And we're going to give you even more. Few days, قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا kafirun. All I have to say and you have to say is, O people of Kufr, I will never be able to do what you're doing. My walk is different. 
and your walk is different. May Allah Taala through the blessings of these few surahs, beautiful they are in their nature. In the first rakat, قُلْ يَا إِيُّهَا الْكَافِرُونَ And in the second rakat, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ That your road is different, my road is different. What's my road? Next rakat. Say, Allah is the one. Allah is the unique. He is the only one for me. قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ We read this in the morning. We love it during the day. Allah Taala bless us. What a beautiful end to Quran. To show right at the end of times. Right of the end of times. Kufar will still try to tell the people of Islam and Iman, give up. And they will say, you never saw at the end of my Quran. This ayat was to say, I'll never give up. Right at the end also, I'll stay firm unto my deen. May Allah ta'ala make us all firm. Alhamdulillah, as we all know, the ijtima will also be taking place very soon. For the people of Iman and Islam, when the Khilafat fell, everyone looked at that time. The lands of the Arabs were falling into irtidat. Forget the long Arab lands. People began feeling what is there left on Islam. When Allah Taala wants to look after, He makes avenues. Always there are avenues. At that time, Almighty Allah inspired in different ways. If you ever visited Darul Ulum Dioband, you'll see one tree there. Under that tree, there was a man called Mullah Hassan. He said, I want to teach someone Islam. There was one student called Hassan. He was Hassan. The student was Hassan. One tree, one ustad, one student. Today you go and you ask, Darul Ulum Diob, and I heard it was one tree. They said one tree, but that tree has now sent thousands of Darul Ulums around the world. One tree. You say, how could he do it? He said, when Allah wants to inspire under one tree, what and what can happen? During that time, Almighty Allah, for the Madaris, how it came alive in the world, when Kufar thought there'll be no madrasa left in the world. Way and way it was bringing. Then there was work amongst the general people. Jihad had come to an end. A sahabi radiallahu said, give me permission, give me permission. I want to go live far away from the people like how the Christians would do. Only then I'll manage to worship Allah. How will I worship Allah with the woman like this here, with money like this? Allow me to move away from the world. Go into Rahbaniyat. Become a monk. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa Rahbaniyat To pull away from the world He said the Rahbaniyah Pulling away from the world of my ummah Is to go out in the path of Allah At that time it was Al-Jihadu fi sabilillah He said when the call is made To go out and fight for the deen of Allah Then pull away from your family Pull away and go out He said you are the Rahban You are the Rahib of the ummah A time came when the word Jihad Became forbidden we couldn't take the word jihad, immediately you'll be locked up. Allah inspired His selected servants that now how will the people move? Allah inspired them. Now move out with a mihnat, with a fikr that the deen of Islam must come alive. That if I can't bring it alive with the power of my hand, I can at least try to bring it alive with the power of my tongue. And jamaat started going, jamaat started going. And like how it was one tree and it went around the world. This was one da'i, one caller. And his call was heard around the world after that. Arab and non-Arab. Every country, every area you will reach. They say the da'wah reached, the juhad reached, the mehnat reached, this work reached. Allah's system. But how it was said when the man said, I need to pull away from the world. He said, you need to go out in the path of Allah. 
When the ijtima comes, it made everyone very happy. He said, when is that date? One week after Ramadan, after Eid, at the end of, end of April. So that date normally we all know. The reason is we are already phoning our family that side in Azadville, Joburg. I'll be sleeping over by you that time. Make sure chicken is ready, mutton is ready. Three days I'm coming, I'll be here. I'll, that we all know. But the part of the ijtima which was the important is Al-Khuruj Fi Sabilillah. That I want to be the rahib of this ummah. Pull away from my wife and children. They go in the path of Allah. You don't need to go live in one mountain and close yourself up. You move in the people. But you'll have to go with the jamaat. The purpose of the ijtima is that jamaats before who never went out must go out. Everyone must get a taste of it. To give a dawah to this ijtima, alhamdulillah, a jamaat from Azadwal has come. When a man comes to your house, if he's hungry, he says, I want chicken. The host always says to the guest, whatever you want, tell me, I'll get it immediately. You want tandoori, I'll get tandoori. When a jamaat comes, you ask them, what you want, bright tonight? They say, no, no, we want you to join us tomorrow. That part is the hard part. The man says, hey, that one is hard now. That's what the jamaat wants. Amir Sahib said, I must make tashkil. That's my tashkil. The jamaat is here. They're going to be here today, tomorrow. They are calling. Calling that join them for the next few days as they go further. Or join the effort where you go out in the path of Allah. Invite other people to the ijtima. Inshallah, the 26th of March, this intizam jor, meaning for all the effort now of all the people coming in Azadwal on the 26th, that's a Sunday, 26th March, in Azadwal, there will be a jor, meaning a gathering where people will come 26th February to give that if I can't give dawah and I can't tell someone become Allah's, then at least I can put up a tent for somebody else who will tell someone become Allah's. If I can't myself talk with my hand, I can help to make somebody else talk. So some people themselves are not born da'is, but they can always be the supporter of the da'i. So this jor, this intizam jor is not the ijtima, this is those people who feel that they can give some support to come and try to show what support they can give. And may Allah allow every one of us some time in the path of Almighty Allah to go out. Whether we speak or we don't speak means nothing. It is that walk in the path of Allah that means everything. Inshallah, we're all ready for this. Inshallah, the Jamaat will be here today, tomorrow. Tashkil will be taking place. I thought we got time. We got two minutes, Inshallah. I'm normally not good at Tashkil. This is Muakatani's job. I want to ask you all that before they take out the pen and the book, everyone stand up. And before they write your name, everyone can sit. So inshallah, are we all ready for this? Right, everyone stand up, inshallah. Amir Sahib, keep your eyes open. Eh? Tomorrow when you ask, make sure they're all standing again. May Allah accept everyone. Why I wanted you all to stand? One is tiredness goes away. Now everyone can sit. And the other reason, you will never know what the stand will do. When the first dawah of Nabi Wasallam took place, he called the Quraysh. And then he showed them a miracle. They ate and as they ate the food was just coming. He showed them a miracle. And then he said, who will support me? And Ali radiallahu anh stood up. Young boy. And he looked at the seniors of the Quraysh. He said, who will support me? And Ali radiallahu anh stood up. Young boy. 
And the difference between Ali radiallahu anh and the rest of the people was that it was that young boy who stood up. At that time, Nabi Sallallahu never even looked in his direction. But Almighty Allah saw the stand of that boy. The world was one day going to know what was Ali. May Allah make it whoever stood up. We all were blind to it. Amir Sahib normally won't catch you tomorrow. But inshallah, Allah's eye fell. Mubarak to your standing. Mubarak to your going in the path of Allah. Mubarak to your listening to this program. May Allah bless us with all the barakat of Quran. وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله